The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe and Chewy. So Jen's flight is scheduled to leave in three minutes. We have not received a text from her, which makes me a little nervous. Because by now, the gates are closed. The doors uh-huh. are shut. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Kyle. By the way, I did do an update. There is Delta at 1125. Uh, $1,457. Oof. That just, that's, that's, that's where points come in play. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of points. That, and Oof. that's just that flight. Oh, that's 100%. Not, yes, yes. That flight. But it is only four hours. She can save much more at 255, but it takes 27 hours. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Her flight apparently landed early. Uh, she got the plane train, apparently was able to time that out correctly. And her friend did tell the flight attendants or whoever, the gate agent, that she was coming. So Jen did make it. She has sent us a picture on the flight to Cabo. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Jamara. Here's Jen Latta. No, this isn't Jen Latta. No, it's not Gabe Neitzel. It's not Homer. It's me, Joshy DiMaggio here filling in for Gabe. It's a real inmates running the asylum type morning for us. It's me, it's Chewy, and it's Ashton. Good morning, Ashton. Hey, Joshy. Is this an is this an audition for Joshy? <laughs> if it is, I, mean, I was really. doing so I was just say, grade me on my intro. I, I mean, I don't want to rip on you, Joshy, but this is where we're at. <laughs> I don't want to rip on you, but you suck. <laughs> what, what a hot mean? start for this what guy. What do you mean this is where we're at? I thought that was a fun start. I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Gabe's excuse is kind of lame, too. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I feel okay saying it. Gabe lost his voice. It happens to us in, in this no, profession. It no, it doesn't. No, no it doesn't. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> I'm the most common man probably in the entire state of Wisconsin, and I've never lost my voice. I don't know if you're the uh, – Talish is the most common. You're the second most common man because, Chewie, you live in Florida half the year where you are residing right now. Yes, and I could have used the excuse because I, I flew back – God, did that suck? From Vegas straight to Tampa. Oof. How many hours is that flight? It was about four, but we are delayed an hour because one of the handles to the overhead compartment couldn't, you know, was wasn't working, and Ooh. it took an hour and a half to fix it, which is another lame excuse. Um, I've never lost my voice. Now, my roommate Bull always used to say, <laughs> "I'm out on Bull." By and the way, Bull is one of the most He's knowledgeable got a bunch of people <laughs> I've ever met in my life. And he said, if you're up against it and you really need to get away from something or take a day off, just say the word diarrhea. No one knows how to respond to it. No one likes the word. No one very, uh, no one hardly ever often um, corrects that. Pr- it's just a goat. I got diarrhea. All right, then what do you say? Like, as soon as you guys came on the air today, we had our, pre, uh, our production meeting and you said, did you hear what's the matter with Gabe? And you said he lost his voice. I called BS. I'm like, right. <laughs> he was on a bender last night. But that's fine. Gabe's not... Okay, I, I do want to clear things up. I don't know why I'm defending Gabe. He doesn't need it. But Gabe is the guy who shows up and works, and we have to I tell him that. to stop working. So for him to decide on 
President's Day? You know what? This is the day I need off for my schedule. I just don't believe. Uh, I don't want to say the word you use to get off of uh, work a lot because it's 7 in the morning. People don't need to be hearing about that. But I don't think that's a good enough excuse. I think you need a modifier. I think you need explosive in front of it. So you- Because having tummy aches is not a good enough reason to miss work. Yeah, but losing your voice? (laughs) Half of the people, or 80% of the people say they lost their voice, they're full of crap. But, Chewy, it's a little bit different here. Our voice is our whole job. But what's losing your voice? You can't talk. What do you mean, what's losing? I didn't think we had to explain losing your voice to you. (laughs) If Ben Bruss called up and said, I lost my voice, would you believe him? Well, I mean, yeah, well, now now we're getting into yeah, a little different. Yeah, territory. I got a baby <laughs> now, so maybe I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but it's you don't give Gabe more benefit of the doubt than you would say even me. I'm pulling this. I'm I'm saying does Gabe deserve the benefit of the yeah, doubt for today? I, I think he, I no. think Gabe of all people is like number one with a bullet in I deserve the benefit of the doubt when losing your voice. When I called up earlier in the year and said I had got food poisoning from a pizza, every one of you guys thought I was full of crap and lying. Well, that's, well you, again, you were I mean, full I was. of crap, literally. <laughs> which I was. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. <laughs> But that was also, wasn't that following you getting, like, an all-time prediction wrong? Like, you were wrong about the Packers that or something? That I don't remember. I, yeah. I, that, that see, see you've even fallen into this where you use it as an excuse when I call you out for being wrong in the text chain. You yeah, say you're ordering nothing- the works. Outside of being in the hospital in the emergency room for something, there is an, ex- an excuse on the show I could come up with where I am believed 100% across the board. Yeah, I but I mean, you, you can't be upset about that when you've built that up. You also roll out of bed like 15 minutes before we call you Not and 15. walk to your backyard to do the 17? show. 17? <laughs> 45. Okay, oh. all right, that's fair. But Stretch Gabe could do legs. anything. Gabe could say anything and you guys would believe him. I like this anti-Gabe yeah, show. I'm in. At this, yeah, screw at that this, guy. At this point, yes, Gabe has earned that with me. Not only as a professional, but as a friend. Gabe shows up for you when you need him. But to me, this sounds like you're jealous. It sounds like you um, think Chewy deserves the day no, off. No, no. Uh, here's the crux of it, all right? All right. And Gabe does deserve, even if he's lying, which he probably is, deserves the day <laughs> off because he works so much. Um, half of my buddies have today off, Ashton. And I'm talking to management now. I'm not talking to someone doing a radio show. Yeah, I am management. Yeah, he is. What the hell? I'm here. We because it, oh, it's President's Day. What? What do you need the day off for? You go celebrate. What are you going to celebrate? I'd like to sleep in. I didn't get in till late last night. Sounds like a you probably got Bell. seven and a half hours of sleep. I'm used to nine. Seven and a half only. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because Chewy, people it. are listening to this and driving their car off the road, going, "He only got seven and a half." What? What happened well, to? Well, what well, happened well. to you, Mister Two Days, wearing the same jock strap? I go to work. I want winners who work hard. Now you want off because you only got seven and a half hours of sleep? Yeah, that ship has sailed. <laughs> I'm old. I, I, I mean, I'm looking at double nickels in what three days? That is so depressing. <laughs> no, it is. When did you stop looking forward to birthdays? When was that a thing that left your system? I never really liked birthdays because they're work. And it's supposed to be your day. It's far from being the individual's day. I just, I'm, I'm out on it. And it's, is 55 a big deal? Yeah. Because I've heard double nickels more than I ever want to hear it in my life for the last three weeks. I'm like, <laughs> 
Who cares? Who's been saying double nickels to you? Who are you talking to? Like all my friends down here. <laughs> like I'm turning 55. Are they all? A nickel. Well, hold on. Are they all older than that? No, not all of them. Most of them. Yeah. But I mean, why are you in on birthdays? I'm totally out. And let no. me tell you why I'm totally out. 55, it's a bigger day to everyone else but me. So my, my, my brother-in-law who's a uh, Barry Manilow impersonator. Everyone in Milwaukee <laughs> knows Joe Height. So he's doing part of the birthday celebration on Friday because it just falls in line. So the pregame before his show, we're going to have, I don't know, 50, 60 people. But that's Goodness. work to the person having the birthday because I don't want to have to talk to everybody. I, I mean, what I'm saying? I, yeah, of course, but... Don't you have any say over what happens no. on your own birthday? None. Come on. Because Thursday's my real birthday, and she's like, where do you want to go out to eat? I'm like, I don't. I said, I want to cook steaks here. No, you can't do that. You can't cook on your birthday. <laughs> Who the hell says you can't cook on your birthday if that's what you want to do? Is it Shabbat? Like, you just can't do stuff? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I, I, I don't know. But I'm like, all I want are my kids down here. They're significant others. On Thursday night, wine, steak. And a fire in the fire pit. That is the ultimate birthday. I don't want to go to an overpriced steakhouse where they don't bring my wine out for an hour and a half. That's not fun to me. What should I? Am I? Am I allowed that right? I. I here's the thing, uh, Angie. Plug your ears if you're listening. I think you should have that right. But also, I don't live with you every day, so I don't know what it's like managing. Uh, the chewy personality in a day-to-day basis. So I tend to, uh, as, as much as I side with Gabe, I tend to side with Ange as well. Is that is that an acceptable answer to you? I don't think so. I mean, if it's your <laughs> birthday, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. Yes, I agree. But, do, like, so I don't know the full machination machinations of this. Big word, Counter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, but, like, 50 to 60 people is a lot. And is it all friends down there or people traveling? This seems like uh, this there's, is... There's some traveling. Yeah, it seems yeah. like this is a plan that is bigger than you... It seems like last week you decided, I just want to cook steaks. And your wife looked at you and said, well, so-and-so's already coming into town. We've got a performance by the Neil Diamond impersonator. Like, this seems like this is way past stop. Like, you've, you're already going. Well, Thursday's my real birthday. The, the, the concert is Friday. So it's one of these at least two days of celebration, which I really don't even want a half how, of a day. How many days are there going to be people in your house that aren't typically there? Uh, every day? I mean, shoot. these Some of these people I see four times a year, and then other ones I see every other day. Okay, so like, are we at the point where... You're just mad that you're going to have to have guests. Is that basically it? Because it no, seems no, no, like no, it no, seems no, like no, no, no. Joshy has nothing to do with that because I love all sixty or so whoever coming. Come on, uh, I, hold, hey, on. hold on, don't I just lie to don't me. Don't want to be uh, no for real. You don't love sixty people in this world. Yeah, because there's like another fifteen that I don't like that <laughs> I said I didn't want invited. Okay? So the list got pared down. This is the problem. I don't want to feel obligated to have to say hello to everyone. Because it's at a rooftop bar. I have my seat mm-hmm. right there. I don't have to pee very often. 
So I want to sit in that seat for two hours with a glass of wine. Well, congratulations not on not having to pee very often, especially yes. at double nickels. That's an impressive feat I for you. I didn't get an invite. I don't. Yeah. We, Josh, did you? I, I haven't gotten I, I an invite. I feel like invite. if two people are getting an invite, it should mm-hmm. be us. Yeah. We, there's no big Chewy riders here than Ash and myself. Well, I'm sure Angie is probably waiting for the next party to celebrate at the lake when it's a little <laughs> closer to home to you guys with Ashton's truck. I, oh, okay. I, I don't think the birthday person, the person whose birthday it is, is obligated to say hi to everyone. Uh, that's a lie. I think they have to no, approach you. No, because then people go home and say, what a Richard. I think avoiding them is one thing, but if you're posting up where you think, Ashton, am I alone on this? It's incumbent on everyone else to approach the birthday haver, not not mm. the birthday haver approach everyone else. No, I actually disagree. I think what? I think any sort of, because I think of it more of a, as a party, if you're technically the star of the party or the host yeah. of the party, yeah. it is your obligation to go see yeah. everyone that's there to support you. Have Thank I been you, doing Ashton. birthdays wrong my entire life? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but... I, I haven't hit the button in a long time. Chewy, I got to hit it for you. <laughs> Chewy yeah. was right. Thank you. Holy f- Chewy what was right. What a start right. to a this show. Is, this is spun out of control on me. I no, but but I'm saying, w- would you guys want a party like this for whatever birthday's coming up? 30? I got my 30th coming up this yeah. year. Would you want that? No. Maybe. I don't know. It's nice to know people like you. Yeah, but they can like you without it being your birthday. See, Do I get gifts? I think when you put the birthday. No, when it said specifically on the invitation, no gifts. Oh, you're getting gifts. I know they're gonna. Some people will bring gifts, but I, th- there's another level of uncomfortableness. If, if I mean, first of all, you're probably I don't know everyone there, but you're probably the richest among them all. So I think isn't buying a drink. You're at a rooftop bar, isn't that just what you do? You're like, hey, here's a here's a drink, or here's a. Sh- will you be taking shots? Who me? Yeah, you. No, we're gonna get to that too, because just coming from Vegas. At what age do you stop acting like? <laughs> well, that was the plan for this segment no, here. I know. <laughs> Until a little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, the birthday thing came up earlier. Ashton and I said we should save that for the rest of the week when everyone else is here. Sure did. And Chewy, you just thundered right through it, and we ended up having the birthday discussion. So I think there's still more to pull off of that bone here. But we are going to talk about your trip to Vegas coming up next. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Josh said it's garbage. <laughs> I'm so glad that Josh is getting a front row seat. <laughs> he said it's it doesn't work. Chewy, am I right or we, wrong? We call that a setup in the biz. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. At what age do people stop acting like a moron? That was a simple question our very own Mark Tremura posed to us this morning. I have no idea where it comes from. I have no idea why he's asking us, so I'm going to let him take it away. What brought this up? Because we all know you went to Vegas over the weekend. You had a visit to the Sphere, I believe. I believe yeah. I believe there was a little Beatles action in there. Yes. And maybe some, some gambling. But who's a moron? Why are people morons? What's going on here? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's okay to act like a moron, but at a certain age... You really shouldn't act like a moron in public, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Vegas is full of morons, right? I but mean, I isn't mean, Vegas like the the moron capital of the world, sort I of? Think, isn't that what people go there to do? Yeah, but when you're like 50, I mean, because there's a certain demographic in this country that uh-huh. have more morons than ever. <laughs> but the fact that 
I, I don't I can't stand people that like, hey, look at me, I'm over here, I'm extra loud and I'm really drunk, acting like an idiot. So you seem not I thought this was going to be about young kids because most of your no, uh, issues no, no, no. are this is this is people around the double nickel age that yeah, you're having yeah. a problem with. Like basically there's a there's a thing uh where people learn how to drink in their twenties and then forget as they have kids, but then when they go back out into the world, they kind of go back to being 19, 20, 21. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but, I mean, does uh, does Vegas allow you a pass because it is the place to act like a moron? It's just like, I, you know what I'm talking about. People that talk extra loud on yeah. their phone because, hey, mm-hmm. look at me, I'm talking on my phone. Really, you know? It goes, I guess, ba- back to social etiquette. But, I mean... I don't like Vegas. I will never be in Vegas again, probably in my lifetime. Uh, Vegas That's it? isn't Vegas isn't what it used to be. Have you guys been to Vegas? I have not. Uh, me neither. Maybe um, you should take us. Yeah. Oh, like at a... your age, you'd probably enjoy it. But I mean, I, I've I've been going. What is it? Twenty four. I mean, I've been going to Vegas. I don't want to do math today, but since ninety <laughs> six. So, Maybe. 28 years. There, I did it, it for it's you. It's just changed. It's cheapened out. It's just like... What? Okay, I, I'm i having a hard time understanding that because hasn't it always been the deal? Like, the glitz, the glamour, the you go to you go to casinos, you go to these shows that really aren't that good, people are doing residencies. Like, has Vegas changed or have you changed? No, I think Vegas has changed. It, they, it used to offer so much more bang for your buck. Like, I'll give you an example, right? For your so buck. we get there on Friday. We land at around 2. Um, we get to the hotel around 2.33. They wouldn't let us check into our room at six till 6 o'clock. 6? Six? 6 o'clock, Josh. Oof. So we're sitting, which wasn't a big deal. We're like, fine, we get it. Da 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 da. We do our thing. Were you guys aware of that beforehand, or was that no, like no, we no. had Check issues? Check in was three. Check oh. in was three. So then we leave yesterday, and we said, hey, we got in here at six, and and I didn't really need the extended uh, checkout because right. we were leaving at one thirty, which turned out to be three. But my uh, sibling, my uh, Angie's brothers and sisters were there, and they needed it until like five o'clock. We're like. We're not getting out of here. You put us in at 6. You know, we want extended checkout. Sure's, yeah, they said, yeah, no problem. Everything's like passing on the buck. So sure as crap, 9.30, oh, you ready? are you guys ready to check out? We're like, what? It's just literally 9.30 a.m.? 9.30 a.m. Oof. Yeah. It's just the little things, you know, the little things that just were always not a problem. There was more little things in Vegas this trip that were just like, no thanks. What was your best part of your trip? The best part of the whole trip was the Crab Benedict. <laughs> Ashton. Talk to me, Goose. You will agree with me when there's any kind of Benedict, the thing that has to carry the day. The hollandaise? hollandaise. It's the hollandaise sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now here's here's the thing. This I, was the best hollandaise sauce I've ever had in my entire life. I got a secret to share with you guys about uh, eggs Benedict. If you're oh, willing I, to hear it, yes. I got. I'm going to whisper it though, so everyone listen up. I think eggs Benedict is overrated. What? You're crazy. No way. Oh God. No, because you can put it with spinach. You can put it with the spinach. Uh, had, was your first choice. Yeah, spinach I had was salmon. I had salmon. I had crab. How many bennies did you have over the weekend? Twice. 
Twice? Double Had Benny? Back. Well, well, here, pitch, pitch me on the Eggs Benny. Pitch me on the Crab Benny. The crab was, it's like they just shelled it or, or took the you, meat out of the shell. So. It was unbelievable. <laughs> the okay. Eggs Benedict in Vegas cost. Ooh, ooh, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Crab uh, Benedict in Vegas. All right, Vegas. let me ask you this. How yeah. much would Crab Benedict cost at a nice restaurant that serves brunch in Wisconsin? Mm. Probably twenty two dollars. I was thinking 20, twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, twenty two to twenty five is where I would say okay. it probably comes yeah. down. Overpriced, overrated. Right. Overpriced. Yeah. Try paying sixty five American <laughs> dollars in this economy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Vegas, what? and you you kind of have to look past stuff like that. Much, you did agree? you get a whole crab? I don't understand it? how many bennies. <laughs> Just one. One egg? <laughs> yeah, one egg. Did you get toast? What? You know what, though? I will say this. It was worth it. No. No, no That's way. how good no. it was. Yes, no. it was. No. Yes. No. No. Yep. Nothing. Yeah. No eggs benedict can, no, any breakfast item can ever be worth $60. No, that's exactly it. If I know I'm paying $65 for something, a, cra- a crab benedict, like it's at a casino I'm imagining here. So some of them have pretty nice food. I, yes. Like they, they do have good chefs there, but- $65, it needs to be knock you, my socks off, one of the best was. pieces of food I've ever eaten. It was, and it was. The and you best? Know why? You know why? All because of the hollandaise sauce. <laughs> I'm telling you. Man, I got to try this Benny. <laughs> I mean, it was that good. Did you? It was that good. Did you jump out first time? Because a lot of places have multiple Benedicts. Did you go cra- crab Benedict out the Great gate? Great question. Uh, or yeah. did you go salmon first? No, the salmon wasn't as good. Oh, how much was why? the salmon? I don't even know. But uh, they didn't cook the salmon, which I thought was weird. That's pretty common. They smoke salmon. To not cook it? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Wait no, a no, second. no. I get bagel and lox. That's raw salmon. Yeah. But I don't cured. want that on my Benedict. I it's want also it not cooked. technically raw because it's preserved in a way it's smoked. So, like, it's not well, ask sushi. Well, the resident cook. It's ask cold. Him, would you rather have it cooked or uncooked on an eggs, on a Benedict? I'd rather have it like locks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, breakfast. <laughs> you were going to disagree regardless. It doesn't yeah. really matter. You no, wanted a it... salmon filet with your Benedict? That's, That's crazy. Weird. It's a texture thing because it's like too slimy well, with the hollandaise. You just ordered something you didn't like. That's all your problem is here. No. The bar was set. Here we go with the bar again. <laughs> the bar was way too high with the crab Benedict, and I got to go all the way down to salmon. <laughs> Which was extremely disappointing. Why didn't you just go crab Benedict double up? Why didn't you yeah, double up? Couldn't get into the restaurant. It was full for breakfast. So wait, I had wait, you went somewhere else and are complaining yeah. about the? I couldn't awesome. get in. I, I like would have got the crab Benedict three days in a row, but I could only get in twice. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait a second. You spent hundred and twenty <laughs> plus dollars on crab Benedict? Yeah, you're a moron. And I do it again. You're a sucker. It was that good. You're a bozo. No. All right, so that was wonderful, and the only other thing that was wonderful was uh, Beatles Love. Highly recommend it. The Sphere, so overrated. It's it's fine. Hold on, hold on. Hold, hold on. on, let me just, okay. When you say overrated, yes. first question I have is, are you a U2 fan? Because I believe they're doing a residency there. I didn't there. go for the U, my, my, my uh, in-laws, my brother and sister-in-laws, went to uh, U2. Okay. Right? The, out of the gate, the day we got there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not a U2 guy. I'm like, I'm not spending $800 on a ticket to go see U2. Fair. Forget it. That, so we went and saw Beatles Love. 
So they came back, said, basically, you two sucks. <laughs> I mean, you can tell when a band just goes through the motions, right? Am I right or wrong? Yes, I've been to over 100 concerts in my life, and it's pretty obvious when people are invested versus not. Exactly, and that's what they said. They said the experience of the sphere was better than listening to the band. Said U2 was just, you know, it's like 27 to 3 going into the fourth quarter with eight minutes left, and both teams are just like, all right, can we get this thing over with? They said that's how U2 was. So we went the next day where... You know, you pay and go through just the experience. You did a of tour, the basically. The sphere is basically um, IMAX, a little bougier. And it, for that, I was pissed. It was one hundred ninety dollars to what see that. What in the world are you yes. doing? That's Vegas. I think you're just making bad decisions. You're paying sixty five dollars for Crab Benedict. And then you're getting salmon and not liking it. Now you're just going to look. I mean, it's a music venue. The whole no, idea. No, but it wasn't music. It was just like it was the same as IMAX. It was the same. Did they show, show. a movie? It, you know, like you're in a uh, what are those things called where you're kite through the air and stuff like that. A kite. It's like you're. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's like you're on that or on a drone, and they go over uh, the top of a mountain, so, and then you dip down. It was IMAX on a little bit of steroids. But it should have been $80 instead of $190. As as a kid in the greater Milwaukee area growing up, we always went down to the Milwaukee Public Museum. Not far from us, it is moving to a new location. But they always had the IMAX, and we would always go to it. In my life, it was always pretty much the same thing. It is, much like you said, a drone video that kind of yeah. shows like nature scapes. I believe it Correct. even... It even does like a goes underwater and shows you sea life. Same thing. So were you given an actual tour or are they just bringing people in, seating you down and playing what is basically an IMAX movie that you could go down the street and see? Well, they knew they couldn't charge the 190 for 50 minutes and that's how long the film was. So they do this stupid thing before we Wait, you have to sit for 50 early. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, and it was Christmas. fine, but. In, in, but I thought in the sphere, the seats would be all the way around the sphere. No, they. I mean, they. they it's can't not. Be. It's just on one side. It, it was, it's a concert it was, venue. Look, I guarantee anyone that has been there or texted in would say underwhelming. I was underwhelmed. Which think, is fair. I think you approached it looking for the wrong thing. You went for a tour and paid way too much money. Who's who on earth is I going agree. to like? I would that, never do it again. It seems like you just did Vegas wrong. I'm going to I'm going to put it out there. You did Vegas wrong. You didn't know what you were doing. You need to be spending your time at like more shows, not just going on tours. You need to be gambling more and then no. just eating. Eating is the way to your heart, clearly. Well, yeah. drinking. But I didn't I didn't I didn't gamble one bit. You didn't gamble. You gambled what? You gambled I, all the decisions you made, pal. You gambled yeah. every day. I I had a great game plan going in. I the sports book in the win is outstanding. I went there to watch the Marquette game. Was very very disappointed. Uh, but the sports book, I think I sent a picture, didn't I? I didn't see it. Uh, it was a different send it probably to. That's a different radio show <laughs> friend group. Um, but that sports book was outstanding. I wish the game was better. But the, you know what turned out to be a great game? Wisconsin Iowa, which was on at the same time. And not great for those who are rooting for the Wisconsin Badgers. But, yeah, it was a good, close game. Not yes. like the, uh, unfortunately, like the Marquette-UConn game that also took place. We're so, Gabe. Did, we're Gabe. 
lost, lost his, his voice. voice from doing the halftime. Do you think show? Gabe was yelling about that? Was that was that a yellable game? I didn't watch it. I don't know uh, for no. sure. I did see the final score, and it didn't look like it was it particularly was, it was close. close. First it ten minutes never. of the first ten minutes of the of the first half were really good, back and forth. Marquette led at one point; they were down by two, and then all of a sudden, second ten minutes of that first half, uh, UConn just said bye bye. We do yeah. have Justin here chiming in, saying the sphere sucks. Yeah, Chewy is thank right. You, Justin. Oh, gotta hit it. Hold yeah, on. Chewy was right. Holy, <laughs> Chewy it's was not right. That it sucks. It's just so <sighs> underwhelming. Now, if it was forty-five dollars, what did you want? I yeah. would say if it was forty-five bucks, I'd be like, you know, that was pretty cool. That was I mean, fun. for it was good. Much like the eggs Benedict, uh, the crab Benedict. If I'm paying hundred and ninety dollars, you better knock my socks off. Exactly. And That's you, what we but, thought. But did you guys know you were going to see an IMAX video for fifty minutes? Because if no. you would have told me before going in, it's hundred ninety dollars, and we're going to watch an, a fifty minute IMAX, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm never doing that. I actually thought, Joshy, it was like a light show in the sphere <laughs> where you felt like you're going down a tunnel of light, kind of thing. <laughs> That's why I took a gummy before I went. I wanted to be, I wanted to be, you know, overwhelmed instead of sitting there going over snow-capped mountains. Going, I've seen this before somewhere. I can't Just remember, to, but I've seen this. If, if I may, you, if I may, get a one follow-up on the the alleged gummy. Uh, did you do that before paying sixty dollars each time for the crab, Benny? Uh, there was probably some reverb. Yeah. Okay. There, there you before. go. Yeah. But, All right. Just checking. Just, yeah. No, Angie thought it was outstanding as well. Did and I'm it, glad I didn't get the lobster because that was $85 for the lobster, Benedict. It's very funny that you decided 85 was too much, but 65 yes. Did right? I make the right choice, Joshy? Uh, I guess. I mean, you seem to have loved it. I don't you're claiming it's the hollandaise sauce, but the the next time wasn't as good. So, shouldn't the hollandaise be able to carry the the salmon one even though it is lox? Like you're you're all over the place here. I think you went into this with a bad attitude. You went into no, Vegas. I, you went into Vegas waiting to have a bad time. No, it was like buying a car. <laughs> it was like buying a car. And the crab was the car I walked away with. <laughs> now, there was the lobster, which is a Porsche that I can't afford. But, you know, maybe I move into a smaller a house or apartment. And then, and, then, and then the salmon was like Ashton's car that got stolen seven times. Right? I don't want that piece of junk. I want I want a nice, solid American Chevy or Ford, and that's what I want. That that was a good decision on my part. Will Will you ever go back to Vegas? No. I no. want an honest answer because I don't. From what I heard about your birthday party, and what I heard about this Vegas trip, it doesn't seem like a lot's up to you. So, does that change the answer? Uh, yes, it does. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah. It, no, it really does. Am I right? <laughs> I had a feeling uh based on based on all I know about you and your relationship. So this is I mean, I think you went into it with a bad attitude. I also think Vegas is kind of not a you place. Of all the places like I expect you to be in I mean, you're already in Tampa, but you'd be in like Key West. That's a chewy yeah, type Vegas, place. Vegas Vegas is a 30s trip. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Vegas is a '30s trip because you're probably making money in your '30s, and you can float, you know, certain stuff over a weekend. It's nothing over third. Fifty-five in your fifties, you're just annoyed by a lot of things. 
right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm art. I'm 35, and I'm annoyed by most things at this point. So, I that's why I don't really seek out going to Vegas. I want to be like somewhere relaxed. I want to saddle up to a a dive bar and have a couple beers, watch some, you know, on TV. I'm not a big like. I don't want to go to clubs. I do yeah. want to go to sportsbook. I will be obviously uh, Pato Sportsbook. I will be spending more time there as I already have. But to me, like, I'm not going to clubs. I'm not really going to strip clubs. I, that's not all the shows. I don't want to see the shows. Uh, Siegfried uh, and Roy, are they still doing that? <laughs> Isn't one of them dead? You know what? The, restaurants, the restaurants are outstanding. I mean, the, everything. When you go to Vegas, everything's overpriced. But Vegas is probably second to New York City when it comes to restaurants as far as how good the food is, followed by New Orleans. Is it? Yeah. Other than that. Ashton, you're the food guy here. I've never been to Vegas or New York, so I guess I can't really speak on this. I just, you know, based on $65 for Crab Benedict from uh, Benedict Arnold over here, I'm not sure. I I do want to post a poll here. How old is too old to go to Vegas? We can set the age range anywhere we want. I think fifty, like fifty-five, feels like the target demographic. You go see uh, Adele, you go sing along to that, you go to the Beatles show, and do you, you love think it. Chewie's an Adele guy. I think Chewie would have a great time at Adele. I, I would go to Adele just because of James Bond. <laughs> you know, she sings all those songs. But no, thirty's the wheelhouse. Fifty, you know, fifties, you're annoyed. 30s, he can still act stupid and spend some money. 20s, I don't know. I would say most of the people there are probably 30s. There's think- very few young. And the one thing I noticed uh, this past time we went, how many people bring their kids? There's a lot of kids in Vegas? Yeah. Like 10 years old? Yeah, and younger. Huh. I and didn't younger. know Vegas was for the kids. I didn't either. I thought they couldn't be in casinos either. Well, this first two segments here have not gone quite as planned. I did want to talk about Vegas. I didn't think Krabs Benedict and the Sphere would take over, but here we are on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Well, it's more I'd spend 130 bucks on Krabs <laughs> Benedict. I mean, I mean, you got taken to the cleaners this week. I don't buddy. think so. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. Do you think the Sphere would have gone better if, say, Steely Dan was performing? Oh, then I'd definitely be <laughs> No, but how many people thought that the sphere, I mean, you have a sphere, a sphere, right? Sphere. You'd want the seating to go all the way around. Yeah, but it just like doesn't make sense because there needs to be a stage where people are performing. We We can't spend more time on the sphere. We're already seven minutes past break. We haven't talked about the Packers. I'm starting to get an itch. Uh, David Bakhtiari, is he going somewhere? We don't know. We'll talk about it next. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You want more physical harm beset upon people who are trying to earn a living. I want winners. (laughs) (laughs) If someone has to die in order for us to win, then that's the price you pay. On 94.5 ESPN. Justin chimes in here. So bad. Where are any sports conversations? You guys are more Jerry Springer than ESPN. Springer or Seinfeld? I think that's a compliment. I took it as a compliment. Yeah. Dustin, thank you for listening. But here's your sports conversation. Over the weekend, we saw some tweets from the aggregators. The same ones that got a hold of your tweet, Chewy. The one that went 7 million 
quadruple platinum. They tweeted out, the Packers are expected to release all pro tackle David Bakhtiari soon, per The Athletic, should the Jets pick him up. Well, that's not necessarily accurate. That was taken from a article that was uh, that appeared on The Athletic earlier last week that said, basically, from reading the tea leaves and all the things out there, that it seemed more likely than not that the Packers were going to be moving on from David Bakhtiari due to his uh, contract, the amount of money, and the lack of play that we've seen from him in recent weeks. David Bakhtiari also saw this tweet and s- tweeted at Matt Schneidman, if I get fired because of this, I blame you. I do have a simple question for you, Chewy. Do you have any expectations that David Bakhtiari will be on the Packers no. come 2024? No? No. I mean, he's given a, been given a two-year pass, hasn't played a lot of games. Like, I mean, is there a, a percent of people that are upset that they're going to release him? I, I mean, they were fine. Look, the offensive line was a train wreck early in the year, right? Mm-hmm. A uh, little young, but they right right at the ship. Yeah, you in know, a big they way. got better. I mean, everyone talks about the receivers and the tight ends and Jordan Love. Well, they can't do what they do unless they have good protection up front, which over the course of the season they got. So, I don't want to roll the dice on Bakhtiari and 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 paying him is what twenty two or twenty whatever million next year with a chance that. He may be able to play. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. And, and they're in a good place. They're in a great place. Offensively, people should not worry at all. The only position they should really worry about, you know what that is? What's that? Backup running back. Wait, you mean on the offense? On the offense. Okay, who, gotcha. Who else should they worry about? I think they. I think the Packers have to consider, obviously, that running back position that you mentioned, and I do think they probably are short a fill-in spot for the the tackles. Yes. Because right now, I mean, Rasheed Walker's a seventh-round pick. He played incredible. He had great metrics that you see people tweet out about, like, the pass rush, like, win rates and all that. Yeah. But he is a seventh-round pick. Like, have we seen the best of Rasheed Walker? Is he going to continue to get better? It'd be great if he did. But I do think you sort of need one of those swing tackles because – they're set to lose John Runyon, who was emotional at the end of the season where he kind of saw the writing on the wall. Royce Newman seems unlikely to be back as well. And Yash Nyman, who the team seemed to be totally out on, even though him and Rasheed Walker were trading snaps at that left tackle position earlier in the season. I do think they – I would I would prioritize first uh, another tackle just because I think running backs, I mean, as we saw with Aaron Jones and uh, – Jamal Williams, you can find pretty good guys later in the draft, but the Packers have been successful, as I just said, with finding Rasheed Walker, a seventh-round pick, Zach Tom as well. These are all guys that you think like can kind of be a building of the future. Well, well, well Zach Tom is kind of your bailout guy, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's I mean, I think that, he can... he's a guy that could play all five positions. Mm-hmm. So you have him in his pot in your in your pocket if something does happen somewhere across the line, and obviously left tackle is one of the most important positions, right? But what you do with it, and I'm Packers are a good team. Offensively, they're trending towards being a very good team. Yeah. So all you do is is you fill spots where um, break glass in case of emergency, right? And that's why I've been harping on the running back position so much because AJ Dillon is not the answer. I think we, after three or four years, we found that out. Yeah. 
But the problem is, and Aaron Jones was so successful this year because he was rested uh, in the regular season and then got hot towards the end because he was fresh. You lose a player like that where you have nothing in the cupboards, that can derail an offense because then all of a sudden you're really one-dimensional. Yeah, I... So that's what I'm saying offensively, and I agree with you on the offensive line. You don't need a starting left tackle. You need someone that can play left tackle if something happens to the left tackle. Yeah, and Elton Jenkins has also swung out there. Like, Zach Tom, I think you could move left to right. It doesn't really matter. Uh, But, yeah, the the swing tackle position and the guy that can kind of fill in a break glass type of um, an emergency type thing will, will help. I mean, David Bakhtiari over the past three seasons has played a total of 13 games. I know. That's terrible. His cap hit, if nothing changes going into 2024, is $39 million with a $19 million dead cap. So you do save money if you cut him. And I just think at this point, you can't you can't invest in that anymore. We need it's, so, it's simple as, like, David Bakhtiari yeah. is, like, all-time great. He's probably going to be a Packers Hall of Famer. Like, that left tackle position, he held down for the longest amount of time for for Packers fans, but you can't. There, it's too risky with a team that's building such a future, and you start forecasting what this team could be. People are talking NFC Championship games. They think they should have got there this year. If you expect them only to get better, taking a risk at the the second most important position on offense, I don't think is worth it at all. But why do people care if he goes to the Jets? Who cares? So they're they're agitators agitate, right? They're yes. always gonna be there. And they could care less. No one listens to those people. They're just miserable human beings that sit in their basement and just keyboard warriors, right? That's what we call them. Uh-huh. The tough guys behind their computer. Yeah. Um and then there's there's a percentage of the of of the fans that don't like Bakhtiari because he's tied to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I mean should care about Aaron Rodgers anymore. I mean, if we I'm went four, if we went four and thirteen, then like, yeah, I get it. But who care? We're doing our own thing over here. Why should we be distracted about what they're doing in a different conference, halfway on the other side of the country? Who gives a flying rip, right? I understand what you're saying. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be tied to whatever Jordan Love does for the rest of his career. And as long as Aaron Rodgers is taking snaps for the Jets, I think people are going to mind. There is a piece of me where you are right. Like a a, a player is a player. Who cares what other people say about him? But like I don't want Aaron Rodgers to potentially get better. It would be hard for me to swallow the Jets becoming a good offense and having yeah. a good offensive line because we gave up on David Bakhtiari when he finally got that knee thing figured out. I, I said 13 games he's played in the past three seasons. If he goes out and plays 16 games for the Jets and they're making it to an AFC championship, yeah, I hate that. Let me ask you a question. Ashton, are you still with us or are you sleeping? He's there. Year? Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> where were these people before the internet? And how did they get they were the, radio the, the vomit that they spew? <laughs> no, and how do they get the vomit that they spew out of them? Because they clearly do it on Twitter now. Like, where were those people before? Are you talking about the, the agitators? They, they, they didn't just show up with the, the invention agitators. of the internet. Uh, I think it created type of person, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's just kind of happened. Like, you think it create? You think the internet created 
what do you call them? Are they trolls? Are they agitators? Or what are they? Or aggregators. Any of the three, really. Either either one. I mean, if you think about it, the way that they are coming more prominent is by just reading a headline or the first lead sentence of any story and being like, oh, this is this. I'm just going to throw this out there and it gets reaction. And a lot of it's intentional misinterpretations. I know people want to give these people the Dolph Kleimans, the whoever of the world, the, the benefit of the doubt, but they're posting salacious headlines to try and get attention. The reason... The Jets got mentioned is because uh, in the Diana Rossini article from The Athletic, it was also mentioned that on the short list of people that Aaron Rodgers wanted amongst Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb was David Bakhtiari. So I think the fact that Aaron Rodgers would get what he wants is sort of a piece of it that makes me, as somebody who is the number one Aaron Rodgers hater probably that you've you've ever listened to, and it's nothing uh, for his personal life. It's for what he did as a Packer and the way he handled his exit. I think I think it's fair to be mad and not want him to go there. Now, should you go as far as if the Jets have the best offer on the table for some some uh, a trade? Yeah, you trade him there regardless. But if he's cut and signs there, because he kind of gets what he wants, which he was the one talking about. If you remember. This team's in a rebuild, and Aaron Rodgers gets what he wants, and I don't want them to get what they want. Let's take a call here quick before we head to break. we got Brian in Lake Mills. What do you got for us, Brian? Uh, I, I got a Bakhtiari in a Vegas thing. So Bakhtiari, how ironic would it be that he complains so much about the turf after Rodgers yeah. gets hurt, uh-huh. and then he ends up there? And then watch, Great like, point. game one, both of them get hurt on the same play at home. You don't want to see it, but then no. Vegas, um, it, it's Fremont Street. Uh, don't don't go to Vegas for all that glitz and glamour of the Strip. Uh, Nacho Daddy's on Fremont Street, Circa Sports with the mm-hmm. the all outdoor pools Circa. and the massive. Um, is that is that screen. old? Where is that? Is that old Vegas or is that? Well, it's uh, Fremont Street. It's on the um, the I guess the north end. Um, okay. So Golden Nugget, so it's right across yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from the Golden Nugget. They tore down a hotel and um, built then um, Circa. But I was there in November, and that's the – I mean, if you want to watch a sporting event outdoors, you go there um, if you're on the Strip. But then also things are so much cheaper and maybe not the, the best hotels um, and rooms. But, I mean, for pricing and everything – it, it's better. But, yeah, Bakhtiari on the turf, it, it just would be something. It, it's And it would be such a Jets move, too, Yeah, you know, where they're going to sign a guy for $20 million to pill it. it. You know, it's just. They're going to get but, older but and more again, fragile. My point is, like, who cares? It has nothing to do with the Packers. I definitely. The only, the only way I'm bringing Bakhtiari back, Joshy, yeah. is that I'm paying him $3, three million base salary. Yeah. And then incentives. incentives to get him mm-hmm. up to twenty if he plays every single game and he's a Pro Bowler and an All Pro. Then I give him the opportunity to make back all that money. Other than that, no, forget about it. It'd be the dumbest move ever. Yeah, I, I think that's the perfect world situation. I doubt David Bakhtiari, with the accolades he has had, is going to be willing to do that because someone out there is going to be willing to just take the risk and pay him. That's fine. And then yeah. good luck to you. Exactly. Yeah. You have nothing to do with what we're doing here. Have fun. Smell you later. Smell you later. Yeah. <laughs> the eternal words of the great Mark Chimura. I've got something interesting coming up next. It's from your old head ball coach, Chewy. I want to do a little play breakdown with you. 
We'll do that next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I thought Salvation every time Army. that they hear their name when it's non-scheduled, that's what they want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear Ashley laughing in the background. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? He's not wrong. Hey, he's not wrong. He is, he is. He's not wrong. He is wrong. On 94.5 ESPN. While surfing Twitter over the weekend, I came across an interesting video featuring your old ball coach, Chewy. Okay. Does the phrase gray fox X2Y hook mean anything to you? That's wrong, number one. It's uh, fox 2 X and Y hook. X and Y hook. Yeah. Uh, that was my bread and butter. That was, you know, I would say Fox 2XY Hook was probably in uh, 75% of the first 15s. Well, it's, a, it's, it's such a hard play to stop. It's play action. It's bread and butter. Well, uh, I want to dive into it deeper with you coming up next because okay. there's an interesting clip that is about that very thing, the scripting of the first 15 plays. Uh, there's a whole video. I believe it's from NFL Films. We'll listen to it next. This is Jen Game of Chewy.